But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. Good morning. I have no mic. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Chop Sports Daily coming to you live from the flipping made easy studio in beautiful sunny it's starting to break you feel that weather yeah it's starting to go beautiful matawan new jersey it is sturch it is gooch it is grassroots season because it's just us today rob is not with us today uh dina hasn't been with us in like a month but she's busy over there grinding away in her corner suite here at chop studios and uh the interns don't start for a couple weeks so uh we'll uh we're, we're running the show together uh you know by ourselves but oh, anyway you do graphics uh, yeah, you're going to do graphics there. Um, but anyway, so good morning to those watching us on YouTube. Good morning to those watching us over on Instagram Live. So we went Instagram Live today just for today, uh, just to experiment. Also try to bring some of those organic people on over to the YouTube channel uh, because we have, you know, a thousand plus people over on Instagram and we want to uh, do that as well. So definitely want to spread the wealth, spread the word and uh, let everybody know that we're uh, live right now. Um, also, if you're watching this on YouTube, a big favor, por favor, um, be, uh, was that one minute late? Unacceptable, Ryan. Sorry, bro. I'm sorry, man. We're, we're, were we late? I feel like, damn, like, dude, I don't think we were. He's up. Maybe he's, he's up. talking about himself. Oh man. Yeah. Hold yourself accountable, Ryan. All right. I still don't have a voice by the way. Um, it's gone. I'll talk to the it. The IG a live should still be going. Ed. Yeah. The, the IG live is still going as far as I know, unless my phone died or I got a phone call or something that just cut off everything. But I think it's still live. If it's not, that's going to be very disappointing because my phone's all the way over there. So anyway, if you want to support chop sports, you're watching this today on a Monday morning, be sure to check out patreon.com forward slash chop sports. That's the way to do it. Ladies and gents. Um, it is a, um, what we call? three dollar five dollar uh ten dollar increments we got some plans this summer we just had a nice little pre-production meeting about things that are literally around the corner uh may 22nd is our chop sports yankees tailgate uh that'll be a sunday night baseball game against the white Sox. is that right yep white Sox game uh, it's undecided if i'm even going to go into the game what yeah i'm not know. driving I'm, to the I bronx might, to watch it from the parking lot be Hammertown and then parking lot Hammertown. I don't know. We'll see. We'll discuss. I, there's no way I can just of go. Of course, of course, but I feel like sometimes these tailgates what happens is I go enjoy the tailgate and then it's like a buzzkill because everyone's just shit-faced. By the time you get into the stadium, By the time you get into the That's stadium. why what you got to do is this. This is this is the ultimate plan here, okay? You drink, you get a nice buzz in the parking lot. You can even get a little little nutty in the parking lot, but enough to get you to the next level and buy one and singular the, one big dog beer in the stadium. It has nothing to do with that for me. It's usually just it's a long day. It's a Sunday night game. We're going to be there all day, but we'll discuss. We'll okay. discuss that. It's going to be a good time. For details, I guess just reach out to one of us. You can dial one eight hundred Chop Sports for all the details. I'm kidding, uh, but yeah, details will be servicing soon as we get things going there. Then we also have this Saturday coming up, uh, piggybacking off of our um, our charity basketball game that we worked. We'll be doing a charity hockey game as the Woodbridge Felice. Uh, Felice. I put Felice and Fire Department together. Um, the Police Department will be Monday. taking on. The fire department and the EMS, the First Responders Cup, goes down this Saturday at 6.30, I believe, uh, at the Woodbridge Community Center if you're a local. If you're not a local, 
you know, tough. We'll, we'll try to document some of the daily we did the other day. That video that we took last Wednesday for that, all the kind of docu uh, documentary, the style, the whole day, uh, should be available. We might premiere it either tonight or tomorrow. Uh, so that'll be available. That's being edited as we speak. Um, a lot of footage. So, you know, it's like a 20-minute video. So if you guys want to... Uh, entertain yourselves for 20 minutes and find out what the hell we do on the day-to-day, -day. Uh, be sure to check that out. So like the video, share the stream, let everybody know we're live right now. And uh, yeah, so speaking of social media, we are on Instagram live right now, but we are talking also about Dat Chat. If you don't know what Dat Chat is, be sure to go download it you know, educate yourselves in it. It is a fantastic app where it's, you know, all bets are off. There's no, there's no sensors, nobody telling you what you can and cannot say. Uh, it's actually got a pretty cool function known as, I believe like a, just a detonator like a bomb, or a bomb, a bomb yeah. some kind of thing where you can get rid of whatever you just said, uh, without any repercussions of a, of a screenshot. All right. So, um, I'm not saying that's a good idea, but you know, if you're into it, go do it. Um, yeah. So crazy weekend, my voice, little, little horse, uh, right now have myself two shows, one show on uh, Friday night, Brooklyn, Saturday night, uh, raw away. Wrestle pro was live. We had a just unbelievable crowd in Brooklyn. It was, it's been a while since we've been to Brooklyn before the pandemic. There's no other reason for me to go to Brooklyn other than that, uh, other than wrestle pro. We had ourselves a great show, a lot of fun. Um, big crowd, hostile crowd. I mean, they were just rabid. And that's what you expect when you go to Brooklyn for a, a pro wrestling show. And then Rawway happened, comes and goes. Fantastic show. The return of Pat Buck, our, uh, the owner there. Um, he's working now for AEW full-time, so he was able to get on the show, wrestle Joey Janela. There was a whole bunch of stuff. But if you want to talk AEW, WWE, we can also talk UFC boxing. We'll sprinkle it right now. But if you want a really good in-depth look at all of that stuff and everything that went down over the weekend, the Chop Sports Fight Factory, which will be debuting today on its new channel. So we're going to have a sub-channel off of Chop Sports and called the Chop Sports Fight Factory, where we're going to try to build that. Because when we do this live show... The uh, algorithm does the not algorithm's like... The algorithm's like, what are you guys doing? Are you guys like a boxing put, show? or only fight <laughs> like, stuff on our, on our page. The, the following week, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we have to fight back to get to our original numbers. So the algorithm yeah. doesn't agree with it. So if you're a fight fan or a wrestling fan, please go over and just subscribe to the Chop Sports Fight Factory. I believe it's able to be subscribed to now, even though we don't have any content. You got to search yet, Fight we, Factory? Yeah, just search Chop Sports... Yeah, I'm going to put it as one of the sub-channels. We're, we're going to get that all up to yeah, speed. After that's my weekend... Uh, my weekend, my uh, afternoon plan today is to get that up and running. Um, but yeah, bro, speaking of UFC, I just, the one thing, the one thing I got to call out, and it was uh, it was an amazing, can I even say it was an amazing car for the UFC? It really wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't good. It didn't live up to the hype. But the worst part of it was this women's fight, man. And not only was it uneventful, okay, what Joe Rogan is able to get away with is unbelievable. Yeah, he, you sent me something and I, I wasn't listening because I dude, had the Canelo fight he, volume up. God damn. Like he He's basically calling it unwatchable. And he and he goes, What if what if there's a casual fan watching UFC for the first time and they turn on this? Like that's how bad he was going in on this. And I don't think there's gonna be too many part of me, more casual fans jumping on board agrees, now. Part like, of me agrees with it. And I think I he agree has, with it. He I just didn't think he was going to call what he's seeing. Yeah, it's it's different. It's not like um, he's not on TV. He's on pay-per-view. So he could kind of get away with a little bit more. Yeah, but if you're Dana White and you listen back, you got to be like, yo, what the no, hell, but bro? But Dana White... 
probably want that type of shit said because if you are a casual fan and you're watching that and the announcer is saying like this isn't what you're used to getting you you know you typically don't get this so <laughs> this is not real if this folks is, if this is what you're watching and this is what you're going to go by MMA is much more exciting than this so he was letting the casual fan know right either way the Rose fight sucked that's Bad. not what we're going to talk about here because there's plenty of other good fights that and we not only did about. it suck she lost yeah <laughs> you know, she we'll lost talk about that on the fight factory yeah but did anybody see Michael Chandler's brutal the oh absolutely most brutal God. Kick, if not most brutal KO that I've seen in an MMA match his face in my life didn't look like his face that was a different person very much like the Frankie Edgar face yeah but this is he, worse it was worse but I compared the side to side and I'm pissed off because I actually have a graphic done it's just not loaded up which I guess maybe we'll share it out to our social media platform or the fight but, factory we'll do it then yeah we'll, we'll put it go. up on that but man it's side by side they look like the exact same thing their whole face, you'll see. their face you gets contorted. Like you just, you don't recognize these people in the moment of getting kicked in the face. Like you just took the face and you put it somewhere else, and you don't know he's getting kicked. It's not the same guy. Yeah. It's not the same guy. That it's was ridiculous. That was rough. You almost felt for Tony. I give him credit for when he finally did come to because he was out cold for about four or five minutes in there. And when he finally did come to, it's a scary he thing, stood man. next to uh, was it Herb Dean? Was the ref whoever the ref was in that when he stood there and he. You know how they raised it. The, I don't know. He looked like he wasn't sure where he was, even when they congratulated scary, bro. each other. Definitely a scary thing. Ryan says, uh, Ryan Cuth, uh, I'm sorry, Cuthcart? Cuth, is that how we say it? I mean, I know you're, uh, you're Rob's boy. Um, calling it a top 10 knockout in history, closer to top five. Yeah, I mean, I just said that, yeah, I, it could be top one. I know it's recency bias, but damn, man. You look at front, as far as front kicks go, the Anderson so one comes to mind. The Cheeto Vera on Frankie Egger, which was very didn't Connor have one? I don't know if it was a front kick KO. No, because he did he did put something out on Twitter uh, about like a, a punt punt kind of kick, not a front kick like that, like Undertaker type stomp right in the face. I try like, and I try and not pay attention to when Connor's tweeting because they oh, get but Connor was the center of attention again. What else is fucking course, new? Of course he was, <laughs> which like, we'll get into that Connor, as well on the fight factor. Yeah, yes, yeah, definitely a top five knockout in my book. And if we're going by recency bias, it's the best one that I've seen in quite some time. So. Mm, mm. Um, also, within staying in the fight realm, did anybody see the fact that like you know Canelo lost the fight for the first time in what ever Eight years? Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say was he undefeated? I, I don't. I'm not as versed in the boxing game as I am uh, everything well, else. He lost but, to Mayweather. I know that. Oh, and he had a yeah. draw to Golovkin. But I don't think. He, yeah, I think it's his first loss in about eight years. But not only a loss. You said he was getting starched. Like, yeah, I watched the fight. Canelo, to me, Canelo may have won two rounds. I don't know what they saw. One fifteen, one thirteen. Uh, Dimitri Bivol, man. Look, you said not, he looked big. He's a he is big. He's once they fought it. With the, I think it was one seventy four. It was like super light. The boxing weight classes are all fucked up. It was definitely higher. It was like one seventy five. He is he's gone up and he beat um the other Russian guy. Kovac, now is that a uh, testament? Kovacek, do you, do, do you think that's do you think that's more of a testament to him going up since he's conquered everything else or like because now like can you really credit like can you really fault Canelo for losing this fight the no, way he, he lost he, it? No, nobody's faulting Adesanya for going up and, and losing to Blockowitz. You move up and you challenge people and you try and be great and you take risks. You know, that's what we need in this type of sport. Those are the types of things we need. That's you're, You got, I think it was Kyle that said this, and I agree with him 100%. It was in the group chat, and he said, this is Canelo just lost doing what everybody criticized Floyd for not doing. So instead of, like, giving Canelo shit about this, he should actually be lauded because follow that blueprint go fight the best in the world at every weight class and he's trying to unif do something that nobody's ever done before you got to tip your hat to him you know he fell short 
Back I don't to the think board. There's still big fights on the table for Canelo. He's still a champion. All those. Things. I don't think that there's there should be this many weight classes. Is is what I think. You know, like how many times? Like you can gain seven pounds and move up, and then lose three and move down. Like, see, I would argue get that, him get I him would, tighter. I would argue that the more weight classes that you have, it makes for more potential uh, super fights and great fights. Right now, I think that's a major issue in MMA is that there's not enough weight classes, and you have guys like Charles Oliveira that's probably struggling to make weight, even though there's controversy beside, uh, behind that. Understanding that uh, all MMA fighters, they you know having 15 pound weight difference in between two weight classes, that's pretty big. Yeah. So well, I know. I think boxing at least has it right in that regard, but there's. Plenty of other things we could pick apart. Yeah, we'll comparison. do that on the Fight Factory later on uh, this evening. And if you shout want out to check Oliver, is is oh. bad as he looked in the pre-fight. In the uh, yeah, he, I was a little disappointed in the fact that crisp. there was not a title fight, uh, even though he begged for the title right after it. I don't know if you saw that. He jumps out of the cage, talks to Dana White, says, "I'm the champ. I'm yeah, the champ." Yeah, I had He's, the volume low. And, and Dana was, White's like, "Nah, man, you're the number one contender. Great fight, dude. Like, you're the asshole who missed weight. Like, I'm sorry, half a pound. You could have shaved your head and ran." laps i don't even know like it's just half a pound man I, I, it, to me it's people irrelevant. can lose that like that's not i feel like the effort was the way gone. i'm looking at the lightweight division right now charles Oliveira is the champ i mean you would have to think we'll get into the fight factory later on but he did call out one conor mcgregor so we'll, we'll get into that uh yankees and the yankees over the weekend um, decided to get rained out 54 days in a row. Uh, they had a scheduled off day on Thursday. Then they get rained out on Friday. Then they get rained out on Saturday. They finally get back to action on Mother's Day, which, by the way, I hope everybody enjoyed their Mother's Day. And all you moms out there had a chance to just relax and, and not do anything and kick back and be pampered and all that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, so the Yankees did a doubleheader yesterday, win the first game, lose the second game. <laughs> I don't yeah, even know. I, they they lost 4-2. So out of touch yesterday. Yeah, so they lost 4-2 yesterday. And who was it that was talking shit about Yankees? Uh, Woodward, the um, the the manager for the Texas Rangers, came out and said uh, that we're ready for these actual numbers Pretty that he throws sure out Chris there. Woodward has like eleven career home runs. So he uh, he mouth. he calls the Yankee Stadium, um, the new Yankee Stadium, a little league ballpark, um, and that's interesting because it's not you know it's not the shortest porch in the league. I don't think I don't know, but in any event, he said that it would be out. It would be an out. Glaber Torres obviously walks off with a home run in the ninth. And they said that it would be an out in 99% of other parks. And Aaron, uh, Aaron, Boone, Aaron Boone comes out and says, well, your math is wrong because 99% isn't accurate. There's 30 teams. I was literally <laughs> just going to say that. But for but Boone to do that, shout out to Boone finally for like not being the dork that he normally is. But him to say, like, hey, dude, your math is see, off. You're see, an idiot. See, funny thing about that is I was just going to say I was going to say that, but I thought it was kind of fucking corny. So I didn't. And then there well, was Boone Mr. Cornball McGee. For me. There you go. Uh, Scoop coming in. Good morning, Scoop. He said it would have been a home run in 26 of 30 stadiums. So there you go. So he has no pot to piss in. And that's what we're talking about. The Yankees not off until Memorial Day, according to Scoop, and that's true. So that those three off days were as much as you're going to get until probably June. <laughs> so that's that's a lot, and they, and that's absolutely needed. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this in still the opening uh, of our show here. 
the Rangers did drop um, the Rangers did drop a game on Saturday. They were down 4-1, battled all the way back, 4-4. I didn't get to watch a lick of this game until the end of the third, like towards the end of the third period. I actually put my phone up uh, while I was doing commentary during WrestlePro. I was obviously focused on the ring, but it was there in the side of my little corner. I, I was tired of getting texts from my brother like, yo, this is great. Oh, my God, this game's crazy. Oh, you're missing this. I was like, all right, dude, I'm done. Like, I have to, I have to see some of this, uh, and I did watch it. Um, and unfortunately, they couldn't get it done. They lose another empty net of gold. Doesn't matter. Um, but game four is tonight. So tomorrow's show will be dictated based off of uh, that game result as far as my mood is concerned. Uh, but yeah, so the Rangers game four tonight in Pittsburgh. Um, so yeah, that's got to it's got to go down. Um, as we get into the news that broke this morning, um, we have ourselves a brand new 2022 MVP in the form of the Joker. All right. The Joker wins his second MVP in a row. Uh, the last time this happened was 2018, 2019, when Giannis won back to back MVPs. Uh, so, oh, he went away. I don't know what you meant. I clicked it twice. There we go. Uh, so, Joker is your MVP for this year. Um, he, I guess he beats out Embiid. He beats out Giannis. He beats out, was John Moran even actually in consideration, do you think? No. No, you don't think he got any votes? I didn't see if he got well, any there's, votes. Well, there's no just, actual the results. Headline, the headline said Embiid. Well, there's yeah, no, I don't think they, there's no know, actual official, results yet. Official, yeah. Because this was a Woj bomb, and he came in, and he wanted to be the first one to announce it. Well, that's fine. Uh, he doesn't piss me off like Chef, uh, Schefter does. <laughs> he just like, when, when, when Woj reports, you listen. Like, he's not going to add his extra two cents all the time like Schefter. Uh, but... A back-to-back title uh, MVP. Did we make the... Well, I didn't make any bets, but remember when we were going over that show a long time ago with the sauce, and I think it was just like MVP odds, like midway through the season did anybody go with the joker at that point i think the sauce did and was what was it what was his odds i have no idea at the time i don't know because i mean if he took that bet at that time i want to say that it was a decent payout he's been riding the Jokic train all season that's his favorite player probably i don't know if it's his favorite yeah i think it is but i'm pretty sure a guy like kyle would be putting futures in on a guy like Jokic because he's been talking him up all year yeah but i'm not sure i guess i'll go check the um go check the ticket what else we got? Um, NBA. Why? NBA. That happened last NBA. night, obviously. Um, so these series that we kind of wrote off, <laughs> I was writing this series off um, because it was two dominant performances out of Miami Heat, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, and I said this, and I know I said this, that Harden was going to have one game where he just kind of, not, not so much went off, but at least controlled it and, and dictated the pace of all this. Um, he went for 31, nine assists, but a lot of people were showing him praise like, hey, he's not as lazy as you think. Like, he's actually going to play. I don't want to hear it. Look, he he made me eat my words in this game, and maybe even you want to say game three, but I'm not sure. I didn't really get much of game three because I was busy. But really the, the big difference here, obviously, is the presence of Joel Embiid. As good as Harden played in game four, he still had duds in game one and two and he's maybe selectively not lazy but that's not the type of guy i want to be my star but i'm not here to bash james harden shout out to the sixers for making this a series i thought miami was going to run away with it they were looking like the best team in the east and Embiid comes in and goes shows things that shows them that things ain't exactly as easy as they thought it was going to be and goes 24 and 11 a double double do you think there's like uh nba has become like commonplace for a big man to get a double double i feel like it's easy at this point it's now. not it's always been Common, like very common. Yeah, like common double doubles are just it's, it's no should, longer it a thing. Or I'm be, like, oh, double double. Too hard for the best centers or the best guys in the NBA to get ten boards and ten points. No, and and or ten boards. I mean, ten points, ten assists. Yeah, they should make it something more. 
You know, you got to get to 15 now with everything. So make it, they would make it to, more competitive because now it's easy. So just so we're clear on what exactly a double-double is, right? I know what a double-double is. 10 points, 10 boards. But do you know why they're called double-doubles? Uh, this is this is trivia. Um, do I have multiple choice? <laughs> All right. Well, because you have double digits in multiple categories. That's the reason. So it only can become a double-double if you get 10 because now it's double digit rebounds, double digit points. So 15 and 10, you know what I mean? Like 15 so, is a double double. All right. So could you get a you double double with 10, 10 assists and you 10 have rebounds? To rename it. Um, you definitely have to rename it. Say it again 10 assists, 10 rebounds. Double double? Double double. I think the scoring has to be involved with this. No, Dave. <laughs> I know it doesn't, but I just wish it did. It's called you know? a man double double. <laughs> it really is. I don't so, know if that's wait, just so an what inside if, joke, So what if you get a double double and it's. And it's um, has anybody actually been registered with double doubles with 10 assists, 10 boards? No, not 10 points. Jason Kidd lived by that. <laughs> Honestly. I love Jason yeah, Kidd. Several times. And like there was guys that would even have double doubles with blocks or steals and and rebounds. Dave wants a quince quince. What the hell does that quince, mean? Ke- <laughs> oh, quince quince. Quince quince. Quince quince. That was fucking hilarious. Who was oh, that? Oh my God, that was Scoop. Scoop. Quince well quince. Well played. How do you uh, say that in Arabic? <laughs> Well, Dave now just learned what a double-double is. I did. I did. Uh, no, I know what a double-double is, but like I said, I want it to be more... I don't want it to be such commonplace anymore. You know? Like, that's all. That's, that's all I'm asking for. If you're watching us on Instagram Live by any chance, make sure you get on over to the YouTube channel and uh, chime in there and like the video. So we're doing that for the first time. It, it actually kind of got me worried with the whole... Um, you know, miss the IG live. I'm like, uh, I don't I know. Like so somebody, somebody head over to Instagram specifically, Ashley, and ask me and find out for me because I, I don't really even have know the, the urge to go check. Uh, go ahead, just get All up right. and go. I'll pull up the next game. You could start talking. Yeah, sure, about it. sure there can. There's the other game. As Chris is going to go check on the Instagram live. Uh, my Dallas Mavericks. Are we live? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Uh, my Dallas Mavericks. That's fine. That's fine. I just want it out there. Uh, as my phone battery just do 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 do, my Dallas Mavericks have made this a series. I called this from the jump. I said this was going to be a series. I said the Mavericks were going to take Game Three, and here we are. They take Game Four, one eleven, one oh one. The Mavericks are back in this. Uh, my guy Luca goes for just twenty six. He actually had a bad night from the field, nine for twenty five from the field. I feel like that was just a piss poor night overall. Uh, but three players off the bench with double figures. You know what double figures is? When you score more than Is 10 points. You, yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, 10 points off the bench. So finally, they answered the call of Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd's been asking for this for the first two games. So said, right, somebody else joined the party. Do you think that um, it's too easy to get into double figures now and that we should make double figures 15? Yes, you got to, it'll be so quince like, fingers. Yeah, you, have to, you have to get 15 points to get double figures now because Dave doesn't know what double digits means anymore. I know what double digits means, you dick. I just, I just don't, I just think that 10 points from anybody is, I mean, I feel like I averaged 10 points when I played ball. You know, like that was, that's how easy it was. Maybe 10 minutes? Did I ever 10 minutes? 10 minutes? <laughs> Maybe it was a minutes thing. I know it might have, might have been the might have not been the uh, the stat I was looking for. Uh, Finney Sm- Finney Smith, yeah, Finney Smith, twenty four. Dorian Finney Smith. Dorian, he stole the show. But Booker, my man Booker, drops thirty five and loses. But who we also talk about? I know we didn't want to put too much of a bow on the last game, real quick. Butler dropped forty 
in that loss, by the way, against the 76ers. That sucks. I've always said that since last year's playoffs, on this show in particular, I said, like, when you drop these 40, 45, 50 points in a playoff game and lose, you almost just want to smack the crap out of somebody. Just, like, it's like, come, get it done. Oh, there's no sound on the video. Oh, well, that's fun. So should I just end it? Yeah, I mean, no, because then... I, mm. When the overlays go up and we do the live... You're doing the live reads, I'll end it. There you go. Okay, yeah, you just take my phone completely off. Uh, so if you are seeing this and you don't hear us, no, <laughs> please go on over to YouTube. Um, so, yeah. So... Those games are done. And obviously tonight, back in action, Hold on. I there's sound about, for me. I want to talk about that. There's sound for him. So, right, so then we're good. So, right, so I want to talk Casey, about... Casey's also at, turn the at work up right on your now. Phone, Brian. Well, he's also at work, so I don't... He might be on ISS or doing something like that or, you know... That I feel like he's smart enough to figure that out, though. Uh, maybe. That he wouldn't... All right. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> I want to talk about the... First the, of all, uh, Scoop giving me credit where credit's call. due. Um, the... Average a triple double, ten minutes, ten turnovers, ten fouls in a six foul game. So there was my average triple double. Go ahead, phantom call. All right, so phantom call on Chris Paul fouling out early in the fourth quarter, and that was a huge difference in this game. Chris Paul was in foul trouble the entire game, and that obviously played on things. They couldn't really get going offensively with him in and out of the game the way he was. And even in game three, Chris Paul had seven turnovers in the first half. So we were talking about how Chris Paul has been taking over and kind of taking Luca to school a little bit, at least as far as team wins go. And Ma Mavericks are just a very different team playing at home. We have a series now. I thought this one was going to go four or five. I did say that the Mavericks would win game three. I did not think they would win yesterday, and they proved me wrong. So tip your hat to Luca, man. Now they're going to go back to the desert and see how things go there. I don't think it's going to go well. They've both taken care of their home both court. Both of those like series, expect. a best of three now. Hopefully we so. get at least a game seven. Have we gotten a game seven yet? Uh -uh. In the NBA postseason, yeah. So let's get one. No, I already feel like they're trying to dial that up. Like I know it's a weird thing, but both of these series to go two zero and then two two, it's just got a funny fishy Dave, feeling to me. I don't know, Dave. I'm, stop. I'm not trying to put any conspiracies Please into the stop. world. I just feel like yes. the NBA, like there was there. Listen, there's been referees out there that have went on public record, old referees, and said like they want these extra games. So you go back, you look at the film, you look at which fouls that you can call that, that, that will be the closest to not being a foul. In any event, the NBA wants yeah, more it's games. A, it's a whole other can of worms. I'm just saying. So tonight, we got two games tonight, ladies and gents, outside of the Rangers doing their thing. We also have a game four with the Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks are favored by one uh, at home. Milwaukee leads the series um, two to one. Um, it's now time to see if, you know, obviously Giannis and company have, have taken, you know, done their thing. But when you look at Boston on the other side, there is a buzz over there. You know what I mean? There is a little bit of a buzz being that they came back and they won. This Was this series 2-0 as well? No. Oh, it was 1-1. Okay. It was 1-1. Uh, but I feel like there is some kind of buzz going around with Boston. Um, Tatum has been playing, obviously, uh, all world all year. So I expect this one to be yeah, really I mean good. But I expect Boston, this one to be... Boston's only getting a point, and it's in Milwaukee. So there's definitely... This is a strange point spread to me, really. I don't know. I, I think Milwaukee should have it because of the home team. But you would expect it to be like three, maybe three and a half. But the Celtics are a good defensive team, and they're desperate. They were kind of getting beat up on in game three, and they made it close. They had chances at the end. They just couldn't convert. I think this, this one's most likely to go seven because... They've been back and forth, and even in the games where each team kind of dominated, they traded dominating games. So it was like, all right, we got you, you got us, and then the last one was a good one. So hopefully we get some more good ones. I still think the Bucks. 
I'm rooting for the Bucks, but I'm not sure, man. I agree with you. The Celtics have something over there. Um, there's a lot of fight in that team, and I think Jalen Brown and Tatum is as good a duo as you have left. I'm, right I'm ob- obviously rooting for the Bucks because I don't like the city of Boston. Before we move on to the next game, did you by any chance see the mishap that the Philadelphia 76ers put up on Jumbotron? No. Okay. Oh, yeah. With Devontae Smith, former wide receiver for the Philadelphia Bro, Eagles. S- speaking of mishaps, I know we didn't touch on this in the open, but did you see uh, Paolo Boncaro get interviewed at the F1 race? <laughs> You mean Patrick Mahomes? You mean Patrick Mahomes? He was like, uh, that was the most awkward, cringeworthy interview I've seen in a while. Bro, and he actually tried to play it off like it was him. He looks exactly like Jackson Mahomes, so I'm surprised he got him confused with his brother, Pat. Pat, yeah. Jackson um, Mahomes and Paolo Boncaro. But I'm saying, like, he Boncaro was playing into it. He's like, that's the way I look at it. That's the way I go into all my prep. And I'm just like, but maybe he wasn't. Or was he just talking Maybe about himself? He was just talking about himself, and he remind they were you know he also is an athlete. This is Sky Sports, I think, of Sky Sports that that I missed this no up. Clue. Like he's like, oh, you're not Patrick. He's like, that's why you ignored me, yeah, love. <laughs> you're not Mr. Mahomes. Oh my God! So that's Hello, Patrick. A funny, funny thing. So we also have another game tonight. A uh, little lackluster, I think, because of the fact that you're taking away the, one of the stars in the NBA. Uh, John Morant, unlikely to go. This spread is 10, ladies uh, and gents. And it, the over-under is not 101. That's what they scored in the last game. Oh, okay. Always got to be I one. would slap that over real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 101. But uh, anyway, so that in the first half. minus 10, right, minus 10, the favored Golden State Warriors. They're looking to put some clamps down on this series by going up 3-1. No John Morant. And John a- didn't score 47 in this one either, and nor did he steal the night. Wow, you were just look. I mean, it, listen. If you go the entire graphics rundown and you have one mishap, I'd say you're batting like nine hundred. Like we we were done. I was done with the graphics for like an Early, hour before right. the show today. You're we kind so, of bullshit for a little while, yeah. So you know, eh, whatever happens. I need uh, a guy, man. I need a graphics guy. Yeah, we do need a graphics guy. We do have an intern coming in, I believe. I don't know. We're not sure about the one guy, uh, but we do know um, our girl. Our, one of our CHOP athletes, Madison Palumbo, will be starting with us on June 1st. So she's coming in here on Wednesday to do work um, and, and work with CHOP Sports and, and get a little taste of what we do around here. And uh, we're excited about that because um, she's a really nice girl, um, hard worker, and, of course, a star um, lacrosse player. So we're bringing her in to do some work. So you know what she's not going to have to worry about anytime soon? Gooch. Oh, here we go. Money for retirement. She's not going to have to worry about that. She's got a long career ahead of her. Okay, long career. Or she won't even have to worry about how she pays for long-term care if needed. Well, guess what? Stop worrying. Start planning. A comprehensive retirement plan gives you security and greater control over your money. Michael Fusco can help. As president of the Fusco Insurance Agency, Michael can work with you to create a comprehensive retirement plan. He'll explore using life insurance and annuities to help you build a more secure future so you can worry just a little bit less right now. Call 718-701-5787 to schedule your complimentary consultation at 718-701-5787. Guarantees and protections are subject to claims paying ability of the issuing company. Some insurance policies not available in all states. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, 
AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now. So we move on to happier times and that means when you're happier you're also freshly shaven and how do you become freshly shaven gooch of course ladies and gentlemen <laughs> you go out there and you go to manscape.com use the promo code shop sports of course and you get 20 percent off and free shipping worldwide on the ultra smooth package and i don't even think it's got a number behind it it's just the ultra smooth package it comes equipped with the lawnmower 4.0 with a 400k led light the man ball sack exfoliator and that and the crop gel the crop exfoliator and the crop gel you get a bunch of replacement blades so we got a new process here to get your balls nice and clean you get rid of the uh dark underbelly of man mm -hmm. you known as first the taint jungle yes first you use that 400k led trimmer and the lawnmower 4.0 you trim the hairs nice and close and it reduces the risk of nicks and cuts we don't want those down there and then you take out the ball crop exfoliator and it gets rid of all those hairs that are stuck to the crack of your ass then you put on the crop gel and you let them razors go to work they're nice and stubby they fit in your hand perfect and that is not your penis boys it might be but it's not mine <laughs> can no. you imagine can you imagine going from announcing that madison palumbo is going to be our next intern Dave, to this right, read where are we going with this one dude <laughs> i'm just, I'm saying, just trying to talk that. about the um the lawnmower 4.0 and get these these razor blades sold, all right? So you <laughs> go these over Neanderthals to, you go over to, to shave a little bit. You go bit. over to manscaped.com, use the promo code SHOPSPORTS, and you will get 20% off. Go do the damn thing and support the boys over here and your boys down there. I'm going to have her do the go. reads. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> anyway, if you also want your web develop, and, or your web developer, he's a web developer and a content creator, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Steve Aspara, based in the greater New York, New Jersey area. Visit steveaspara.com. Go check him out. He built chopsportsmedia.com. So uh, from the ground, that was. There was nothing there, and he built it all the way up. Uh, he's been working on ashmerefit.com for about 14 years now, and uh, one day that will be done. <laughs> I know there's a nice launch date for her, and all that stuff but um i think it's a he's a great dude he's very honest very affordable uh so if you're looking to boost your website your seo stuff or everything that has to do with website development head on over to steveaspara.com he will hook it up so now it wouldn't be a show at all for chop sports if we didn't talk football because we have to because now that the draft is coming gone um you know it's it's sort of heading into that downtime area where it's like a couple months in between now and like mini camps and training camps and all those other camps and shit like that. Um, but, you know, it, 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 football is the gift that keeps on giving because we got a gift. We got a gift uh, in Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown decided to uh, shoot off at the mouth again which, again, he just doesn't know how to not shut up. Uh, he went out. What was he even on? What was that? Uh, it was some podcast. I don't even know which one, unfortunately, but hey, I'll pull this up. All right. There That's all go. good. Um, which one go? So Antonio Brown comes up, and I guess they bring up Colin Kaepernick. And, you know. I'm going to pull up the quote if I could find yeah, it. Yeah, please. Uh, well, if you can decipher what it said, because I, I, I watched the clip, and I'm just like, okay, cool. I got to watch that again, because I have no idea what AB just said. He might have been high as a kite, or maybe he's just marble mouth, but you really couldn't understand him. But what we got out of it uh, is that he said that Colin had his opportunities early on, uh, but now he's, quote, 
trash. He's trash, according to AB, and that's why he's not playing in the NFL right now. Nothing to do with any of the nailing or any of that garbage. Like, he's just not good at playing quarterback. Something I've been saying for years. I said, like, what, why isn't this guy playing? It's because he's not good like the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFL. Could he play backup somewhere? I think he could. I think he could be serviceable. He might be a plug-and-play kind of guy like a Tyrod Taylor. We can't talk about Cap anymore as, like, could he... That was it's seven years before he no was shit. I think it's fence. over, but I'm just trying so, to get the benefit of the doubt. No, I mean, like I understand. I think the news here is just like AB actually coming out and saying it, and you surprised and in the context of how he was saying it. So what he was really saying was, I think there was a deeper <laughs> thing that he was talking about in terms of he was talking like you don't see Cap out in the streets doing anything. You don't see him. And I, I'm trying to quote him. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, he don't want to play, man. He was trash. Everything. <laughs> Kaepernick did all that Quote. Took the money And then got commer- got the commercial We don't see Kaepernick outside Where's he at I never seen him outside He already took the money All that's Cap And not Cap his name Cap being like a lie Ah uh, yes no Cap All that is Cap <laughs> We ain't respecting that bro You took the money The commercials We don't see you outside We don't see you We don't see him in the hood He don't do nothing He not even from the hood You don't even been in the trenches <laughs> We great. like Kaepernick and all, but we ain't really been on that. As black people, we need to get that clear because when we have moments, ain't nobody giving us no nothing. He took the hand out, so we got to take the mayor out and take that. Re- I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> end I, quote. End I quote, think by what the I'm way. trying to what I'm what I'm deciphering is that he's an asshole. <laughs> is that basically he's he's gone commercial with his with his message cap correct. And, he sold out for money from Nike, and he got a lot of money, and he got paid. And when he did that, he pretty much sealed the deal on whether he was going to play quarterback again. And when he got paid like that, look, I'm not here to bash the, bash Kaepernick. I'm not here to bash AB. I don't even really have much of an opinion on the situation. I just think they shouldn't be giving out Antonio Brown a platform to talk about these types of situations. They shouldn't be giving him a platform to talk. Because, <laughs> because you because know he can't, I he can't have a normal conversation. Maybe, maybe, what, maybe what he's trying to say might have some merit if he was able to articulate it a little bit better and speak on behalf of people that feel that way. But really what he's doing is it's coming off ignorant. And a guy like Cap, whether or not uh, you think he's doing things right or wrong or indifferent, he at least... Fell, fell on his sword. Whether he got paid or not, he did that before he mm. got paid. So I'm not going to bash Cap for his what he does. He is who he is. Cap, I think, sucked at quarterback. He was a good running back. He beat up on my team in the playoffs. I would have taken him when Rodgers got hurt to step in for a couple weeks, but I don't think Kaepernick was a starter then. Certainly don't think he's a starter now. A.B., we should stop giving him the platform to talk bad, specifically about Kaepernick, because... I think as far as like good people go, I don't think AB is that great of a guy. I don't think Kaepernick is out there. You don't shit. think he's that great of a guy. Yeah. I that is th- the nicest possible way to put this. Yeah. Because well. he's an asshole. <laughs> like that's that's where he is. Antonio Brown is an asshole. There's nobody out there saying like, oh man. There were a couple people, not gonna lie. They took these this clip that got released of him saying he's trash and stuff. There were NFL players retweeting and saying he's yeah, not wrong. Michael Thomas, that's what I'm saying. Michael Thomas was one of them, right. There's there's there is some merit to what he's saying, and I'm just not educated enough on this topic right here to form a complete opinion my opinion is that yes i think uh cap is trash at quarterback i don't know that he wants to actually play i think that there is some merit to that oh yeah it's I all think publicity, it's still a publicity stunt and him saying he wants to play and not being able to play strengthens his right. message so i don't think he he thinks any team is taking him serious they haven't been for a while so 
a lot of smoke and no fire. Right. I agree. Uh, speaking of guys that complain a lot, <laughs> Danny Grasso, way to dance around that. <laughs> I mean, he is a performer. Dancing around it, it is what it is. I, I think AB is a piece of shit. I'm not a fan of Cap. Oh, there you go. As a now we're getting somewhere. But I don't think that that's a reason why I wouldn't take him to play quarterback if he was capable of doing it and helping a team. But I don't want him on my team. But. But he's not capable of doing it. He's not capable of doing <laughs> it. Just straight up. That's and where I we're at. I appreciate the compliment because, yeah, of course, that's what you got to do. <laughs> you got to tiptoe. You got to tiptoe. tiptoe a little bit. All right. Um, another complainer, by the way, and that is in the form of Arizona quarterback Kyler Murray. Okay, so according to what we've read and according to what people have said, we have Kyler Murray now coming out saying that he will not, 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 not play on the fifth-year option. He wants, and uh, from what we've read and researched, he wants $70 million a year. <laughs> what? <laughs> Kyler Murray. Okay. That's a really big contract for such a small guy. <laughs> Just gonna Kyler that Murray. That's very well played. Kyler Murray. I'm going to say it right here. Bold-faced right to the world, okay, or whoever wants to consume this. Kyler Murray wanting $70 million, and he's not even a top 10 quarterback in football. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. If you say he is, the only thing you're basing that off of think, is the fact that he can run around a little bit. I don't think that's a, a hot take at all. I think that there is not one single person, including Cardinals fans, that think that Kyler Murray is a top 10 quarterback. So, that, that being said, because of the way the market works, and I tried to have this conversation with people around Dak Prescott's deal when that was getting floated around, and he was like, well, you know, he wants to get paid like the second or the third best quarterback in football. That's a market thing. That's not a talent thing. These things are different. These are completely separate separate entities, okay? When you have a guy like Dak Prescott wanting a contract, and he's won just as much as Kyle Murray, Kyler, if not Kyler more. Kyle Murray should be should be in the Derek Carr range for where he was drafted and what and the leverage that he will have that's what he should be talking about with his team not 70 million not not exceeding Josh Allen not exceeding Pat Mahomes not exceeding Aaron Rodgers not exceeding not tripling Tom Brady tripling Tom Brady well, Get the Tom fuck Brady's out of here. Tom Brady's never been the highest paid quarterback in the league ever he's always given it to all his receivers and Gronk <laughs> so that, that's what Tom Brady has done to build well, his that's, team that's not entirely true either I mean, he's never had the big money, like the big, big money, like these these catastrophic contracts that cripple teams like a Kyler Murray would do if you bring him on. Can when you imagine Brady, stacking that Tom contract? Brady was in his fifth year and he was signing that second deal, he signed a massive deal. And then he thereafter did a bunch of restructures and yeah. all this other stuff. And they didn't win on that either. They didn't win until the restructure. Just, just saying. Are you talking about quarterbacks not being able to win on their second contracts? Yeah. Mm, Kyle. Um, anyway. <laughs> First half of the year, Webster was up there, but not not in seventy or a million worth. Ken Palmer coming up, Webster. That's hilarious. Well, that's been the thing. You you want a guy that's going to finish. You want a guy that's going to close right. out the season. They've they've fizzled out each of the last two years, and I, I think that there's uh, some blame to go to the coaching staff. There's some blame to go across the rest of the roster. But honestly, Kyler Murray has been largely the part. And DeAndre Hopkins got hurt last year. Understandable. Things went south for them right around week ten. But you got to deal with that. That's the NFL season. If you can't look to your quarterback as somebody that's going to rally the troops, and I don't think that anybody in that locker room is looking to Kyler as the leader. And you're you're going to be you're like going to be demanding Baker. seventy million dollars a year, even if you're getting fifty million dollars a year. You better be fucking leading people because that's 
there is a dynamic in the locker room when it comes to money. People don't count each other's money, but when you're not winning football games and you, there's somewhere to, you got to start pointing fingers at people, and Kyler Murray is very, very, I wouldn't say famous for it because I don't know what kind of guy he is. I don't know the relationship he has with his teammates. As far as the media perception of Kyler Murray and how I perceive him to be, is that he's a crybaby and he's not a great leader. There's no way you give him this money. This money cannot be given here because imagine having this money plus your Hopkins money, you no longer have money. And like they're both of them are literally would be the top paid player at their position, right? I mean, what, Hopkins' deal is ridiculous too. So you can't cripple your offense like this. This is just, you have, you know, you got James Conner on a fucking on a no deal, right? You got uh what's the Hollywood Brown is also on his rookie deal. So you are kind of penny pinching in other areas not by, not on purpose it's See, just like, the way I don't, it i'm not gonna out. sit here and um and anoint the cardinals front office as anything good they might fuck up and give kyler a ton well of here's the thing here's the thing they signed david johnson oh i remember a massive deal yeah no and and, and you the know word, that's one of the, the age old don't pay ever. don't and pay running backs. i'm pretty sure it's the same people I'm so, not sure who the regime is. The only thing I could say is this. If you give him all this money, which, again, it's a realistic possibility. It's a, we're not the front office. We can't make these decisions, right? So if they give him all this money, and then he goes into the season uh, without DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games, only has Hollywood Brown, and these guys get off to like a 2-3, and 1-4 and four start in the first five games, or, or six games without him, and they're 2-4, and four or whatever, and they're struggling... This is going to be the biggest buyer's remorse of all time, and you're going to have Cardinal fans be like, I can't believe we just gave this guy all this money for this kind of start. And usually he starts hot, and now he won't be able to. It's crazy. I got to look at the schedule. They might be able to start hot, but that division is a gauntlet. He's right. have his hands full regardless. They would be absolutely lucky Even if they to go 3-3 three three this year in the zero. division. Forget it. Start hot all you want. This isn't a contract that he's going to be getting for four weeks. Even if he goes 0-4, like I would be fine with you're not paying this guy that much money. He's five foot three and he's gonna get hurt eventually anyway. Can you imagine it's one of these big long term deals, like like five, six years and it gets the seventy bro, that's 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 it's not gonna over happen. half a it's billion dollars. The Cardinals bro. already don't like him. The Cardinals are already kind of on the fence about wanting to keep him around. You think he's gonna get seventy million? They put him under the option because that's what you do with a first round pick who's at least worth the twenty six million or whatever that that fifth year would be, right? Right. I don't even know what it is, but I know it's, it's pretty just, high. I just know that this clown is absolutely not worth it. You know, he, he seems to be he seems to be uh, just just too much. He, he's too much. You know, like it, it just he's not a leader, like you just said. He complains a lot about everything. Um, anyway, getting off Kyler Murray, uh, the NFL. It's weird how they're doing it this year, and I know why they're doing it this year because it's like, oh, why not uh, try to boost ratings here and there? Uh, but it seems like the NFL is going to leak games of the schedule every day this week, and then Thursday they hit you with the boom, and everybody knows who's playing everybody. But today, uh, ESPN was first. Tomorrow, I believe, uh, Fox. The next day, CBS, and the next day, uh, Amazon Prime or whatever the fuck um, is also after that. So they have the opportunity to at least preview a couple of their highlighted showcase games. The NFL came out and said, this is what we're doing. Week two. So now we're all used to this crazy week one thing, and that might still be the case. I don't know if it's going to happen this year. I could have sworn they said they were doing away with it, but I'm not sure. It's multiple, multiple levels to this conversation here of what Monday Night Football is about to do. If they want to do the opening week, you know, 7 and 10 o'clock, right? Fine. People stay up. They're going to watch it. It's whatever. They're deciding to do a doubleheader 
week two. And it kicks off with the Titans and the Bills, which, again, great game. Marquee game, AFC, awesome, right? Then you got the Eagles and the Vikings. Nobody knows what the hell those teams are going to be. Hopefully, you know, they beat the shit out of each other and the Vikings win. I know you don't want to hear that, but you obviously rooting for the opposite. Um, but now I'm looking at this, and the, the, the hard thing to hear is the, the, um, the time slots. I'm pretty sure it's a 7 and an 8.30. You're not giving the national stage to any of these games. Like that you will listen, everybody and their mother probably has picture in picture or a way to watch both. I get it, right? Yesterday, by the way, took me forty five minutes to realize the Yankees were on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I was like, what yeah, the I fuck is going where is the game? Um so anyway, the the timing of this stuff, the the time slots of this stuff, a little weird to me, right? And now in week two, which game is Buck and Aikman gonna do? Because now Buck and Aikman, if you remember, they're the new voice of Monday Night Football. Who are the games in week two? Uh, it's the Titans and the Bills and, the and the Eagles and the Vikings. It's be the NFC game. Well, they could they choose whatever I they know, want. But I would imagine that they're going to give that the NFC game, no doubt. Why? Because just they're, they're worked with Fox. They've already worked with those teams, so they probably have a lot more of an understanding as to how to call those games. They worked with the Fox it just makes sense right out of the gate to give them the Fox teams. Yeah, well, I I, the, I think hey, the better game is obviously the Titans and the Bills. So they'll probably give them the the whatever game. Oh, I, I believe that the Vikings and the, well, the, the only reason why I'd say you're right on that one is because the Vikings and the Eagles, I believe, are the later kickoff. So that's more of the primetime primetime. They'll get the West Coast numbers as well. So maybe that's another way to do it or way to say it. Um, but again, weird thing. I don't know if this is going to be a thing going forward. There's a whole lot of weird things in this NFL schedule this year because there's going to be three games on Christmas. The rest of the year, or the rest of the slate on that week is going to be playing on Saturday, Thursday, Monday, right? Three games Christmas Day. So I was actually talking to my colleagues over at Blogging the Boys when we were doing our show last night. And I said, do you think that the, the NFL is going to be obviously reaching for the stars here? Because when the NFL goes on Christmas, you're going head-to-head with the NBA because the NBA has owned Christmas for how long? They always have a marquee game. It's usually the Knicks at one. Well, they have. They've, they've, they, they've gotten Christmas you, market locked. They've owned the NBA. The NBA has owned Christmas because the NBA has never had to deal with the NFL. Well, they do every seven years whenever the, the, that week slate so, yeah, falls the, on the a NFL, Sunday. Sorry, LeBron, but it's just not going to be your I wonder. I wonder if they're going to throw, like, are these, the way you look at it, right? Is this a penalty to a team to have to play on Christmas or like a showcase we're in front of the world type? Like, is this, does this give you the feel? It's going to be very, very identical to Thanksgiving where you got the one, the three thirty, and the eight. They're, they they didn't thing. say who the games are going to be, right? No, but I'm, that's where I brought up to my it's colleagues last night. Is there a chance that the Dallas Cowboys could play on Thanksgiving and Christmas? 100% a chance. And it's actually likely given the fact that they would love to be able to say that. It's like, oh, the first team ever to do this. So, yeah. There's you mean the very, Cowboys are going to love to say that? Just the NFL. Oh, okay. Just, it's like I, something to I wouldn't sell. pass that pie. Yeah, there's a very good the Cowboys chance. Would be like, so the Cowboys will be like, the Cowboys will be playing on Christmas us. this year. I could almost fucking guarantee it based on what you just said. Now, will it, be, will it be a Cowboys-Packers Christmas Day? Mm. Uh, for your sake, I hope not. <laughs> that would mean that the Cowboys will go into Green Bay in December, and I'm rooting for a Cowboys-Green Bay game in September. <laughs> okay, that's what I want. We got to go to Green Bay, then we go in September where it's cool, not fucking negative 40. But to, okay? answer your, to answer your question, do I think it's a punishment? I don't think it's a... When you say punishment, I know that you're, you don't mean actually like the NFL is like you're... No, it's like going to London, you know, like, does it suck? I think it does suck. Yeah. I I would rather just have Christmas, but at the end of the day too, maybe for the team aspect of things, I think for the players, it might suck, but for the betterment of the team and just not having the holiday, you know, your holidays 
a game, it doesn't really throw the week off all that much. No. Whereas, whereas the, the Christmas holiday might throw things off if you get an off day here or there. You don't get Christmas off if you got a game. Scoop's coming in saying he bets that it's six teams that aren't on Thanksgiving. So he thinks that if you're on Thanksgiving, no shot they'll make you play on Christmas. Like, for marquee value, I don't know if they're going to try to go head-to-head with the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, wait until you see when it's the Cowboys and the Packers on Christmas. LeBron's going to shit What do you mean head-to-head? If they're having games, they are going head-to-head. What I'm saying is you could put the Bears and the fucking, I don't know, name me another shit team, the Browns. I know they don't play or whatever. Bro, but they could put a shitty team if, and you. If there's NFL games on. They're watching them. I don't give a fuck who it is. Those games are getting watched more, more than the NBA. One hundred percent. If it's a lake, if it's LeBron and whoever, you one think, billion. If it's the percent. Jaguars and the Browns, are they getting better ratings than LeBron? NFL. All right, I like it. Yep. I mean, I know it. I, I know that. I was just asking you. <laughs> like, I, I I know that for a fact. No doubt about the it. The NFL owns everything. Everything. Um, speaking of NFL, one more thing. You actually wrote this in your, uh, which by the way, I appreciate when I get a Sunday text. Where it's like the rundown. As you saying, this is what we're talking about. I'm like, Gooch is ready to go on a Monday. So you also wrote down, and I I agree with this, but did Bakhtiari call out the Yankees? He did. He did, right? <laughs> Bakhtiari was the offensive tackle for the Green Bay Packers uh, and chugging beer extraordinaire. We're a friendly exchange between my brethren. It's all good, guys. I'm here to mediate. Don't worry about it. Aaron Judge, Bakhtiari is not going to beat you up, even though you guys are kind of the same size, which is crazy to me. It is kind of crazy. But you look at that the the chugging skill uh, of one Aaron Judge, DJ LeMahieu, and, uh, and Aaron, uh, Rizzo, it, it was left to be desired. You know, it was just like little blip, blip. Yeah, right. And then Bakhtiari will take a fucking beer out of a shoe and do shit no, like he that. Was, he chugged one, then he chugged another one, and his dad chugged one. I think you the greatest clip of all time, and I, then, I think, is the one to Rogers where he was like, your turn. And Rogers was like, okay. You know, and then he's like, I'll show you. And he just, yeah, he just goes ham on town. it. It's but, a great time. Um, Those guys Bakhtiari's are great. Bakhtiari's post was just a simple reply okay. it, with a link. Okay. To his chug, and it was a po- <laughs> like how somebody was kind of roasting the Yankees right, chug, or right. said, "Yeah, the Yankees were at the Rangers game." Blah blah blah, and he just said, "Want to see a dead body?" And then it was his chug. So mm. I don't think he was talking about um, the Yankees players being dead, though. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't think LeBron cares if they put NFL on Christmas. I'm not saying he cares. I'm just saying like the world won't watch his bullshit on on Christmas Day. And personally, I don't. Uh, the Knicks are usually on at like one or two or whatever that early afternoon slot. I'll watch my Knicks. But if the NFL is on, I'll tell you right now, this is how much the NFL owns me as far as a consumer. My Knicks, who I love near and dear to my heart, I'm watching whatever NFL game is on over the Knicks. It's just the. It's, that's it. I'm calling it how it is. That's where I'm at. That's where my mind is at. That's Bro, where my fanhood is there's at. There's no, there's no guarantee that if there's no NFL game on on Christmas that you're watching the Knicks. There's, no, I'm watching the Knicks. I usually watch. I'm just saying, if it's, it's on, like, I'm watching. If, it. if like, it's on and and fucking dinner is coming, you're going to eat dinner. You're not going to be like, oh, I can't see the, the way Knicks my dad's uh, house is laid out. Is that during the holidays? Um, and I feel like this is, you know, it's so funny. You get the point that I'm making. Yeah, I know, but I just want to put like, this out there. It's if actually the Cowboys were on on Christmas Day. Christmas Day is revolving around the Cowboys game. If the Knicks are on Same thing with Thanksgiving. on any given day, right? You're not like you you miss the Tuesday 7:30 Knicks game all the time. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. But what I was trying to say <laughs> was that 
August around fantasy draft, my dad has this beautiful, I'm talking luxurious looking pool table in the living room. As soon as you walk into the house, first thing you see is a beautiful pool table, right? But from August, which is like fantasy football live draft at the house, he puts a ping pong table on with a nice tablecloth. So that becomes the view viewing from August to February. <laughs> I think it's just funny how like people can only play pool at my dad's house from uh, like February 5th or whenever the Super Bowl's over till about mid-August and then you're screwed again. Uh, one more thing I wanted to touch on. I wrote down these um, names. Now, because we're weeks away from mini camps and these uh, the NFL teams are starting to kind of crystallize their roster. They just drafted everybody. They have the undrafted free agents, all this other shit. There is a nice little list of guys that are still available right now. Um, and I wrote down just a couple of them, starting and headlining with a guy that might not play this year. I mean, based off of when he got hurt, and I'm talking about Odell Beckham. I know he's a pain in the ass on the, the, the interwebs, have you, right? But, like, is any team, do you think right now, before training camp gets started, knowing that he can't do anything but rehab, is he going to be one of these guys that's going to be signed in, like, November when he's ready? There's no reason for a team yeah, to go I, grab him now, right? If I'm Odell, I'm not signing until I'm ready. Because if you have, if you believe in the well, fact no, if that you're signed now, you get guaranteed money up front right now. I think that if I'm Odell, I'm going to wait a little bit longer and let the market kind of materialize again. And there's going to be an injury or two happen. And that's how he's going to get paid the most. I think he'll almost double his dollar value for the season if he just waits until. So he'll go from 500 starts. grand to a million. Yeah, like when you're about to be ready and you could go start to work out for teams and show what you're able to do, mm -hmm. then you're able to get a little bit more money. And look, I don't think Odell's going to in a position to really get paid big time anyway. You're going to see a very similar deal to what you saw with the Rams last year where it's going to be heavy incentive-laden deal. And hopefully it's the Packers. And I was just going to ask you, we're able to pay why aren't like you, 400K. Why aren't you in the Odell market right now? Because I don't think there is one right now because of the injury. It's that simple. I don't think Odell okay. is even really even discussing things with teams. Maybe he is, but I don't think there's anything serious. We haven't heard anything. No, I the only thing we day. heard from Odell is his fake tweet about Debo. I also <laughs> saw that he's, he's um, working with the jeweler to help create the Rams Super Bowl ring. So cool. What? Yeah. That's, he's anyway. bitching and whining about a phone, uh, a number I that he wears. I see that you have Melvin Ingram. Yankees here. day game. That's oh, right. No, no, Toast coming in Melvin, there is a Melvin double. Gordon did sign with uh, the Broncos, right? I no, Melvin, that, Melvin no. Gordon signed with the Broncos. That's no, why I got confused. Yeah, all right. Melvin so Dwayne Gordon Brown, by the way, 37-year-old left tackle from Seattle. Still serviceable. I say he lands somewhere. The one that I've been saying it for years, every time this guy becomes a free agent, there's such a heavy rush to go get him, but then nobody ever goes and gets him, and there's only like one team involved. And now there's no teams involved. I'm talking about Jadavion Clowney. Has he completely lost it? Like, is he is he not any longer a – not lost it skill-wise, but, like, lost the market for him? No, does he talk thing, himself out thing, of shit? Why is he happened, always available? Same thing happened a couple of years, and I feel like this is his third time in the free agency. And right, he's he's worked himself where he doesn't really want to go decide where he wants to play until it's time to play. It's weird, but he's definitely not done playing. He's I didn't say he's done playing. I just well, I know like he's he's better than people giving him credit for. He's played well the last couple seasons, and he's actually been able to kind of avoid the injury bug a little bit. So Clowney kind of turned it around a little bit, but he'll keep on getting these one-year deals that he's been getting, and he'll probably be productive. Um, I see the name Melvin Ingram on the list. He was the guy that completely turned around the Chiefs' defense last year when they when they made the trade for him. And any team that he signs with right now is getting a guy that could be a difference maker because you saw it last year. And I wonder why again. Cheap. These are the kind of things that you wonder. Like, why is he? Is he? A, is there a character issue? Is there something like that? Melvin Ingram is still a stud linebacker in this league. Why isn't he playing? 
Why isn't he linked up right now, ready, getting ready for mini camps, think, OTAs, all that shit? He should be in somebody's facility. I think right now um, there's just a premium on edge rushers in this draft, and you got guys like Clowney out there, and maybe one of these two chips have to fall for the other one to fall, and they're kind of playing chicken with each other. I could see I could see these two guys signing one-year deals for the next three years each. Okie dokie. Uh, our good friend, uh, the, the party animal himself, and that's Gronkowski. He's still a free agent. No politicking out of Tom Brady yet? <laughs> like, you don't have this no, Tom. What are we talking about, Gronk's I'm free just, agency? Uh, he's going to be a fucking buck or nowhere. That's it. Brady's back, Gronk is back, or he's not playing. But there's no reason to even bring Gronk in until week four, week six. I firmly believe that. These guys don't need. He can pull a Weddle, you know, yeah, and just sign saying. on with a team we've, at playoff we've seen time. Veteran and players now do pulling this a Weddle is now a thing. We watched way. Darren Rodgers win back to back MVPs without going to practice all summer. We watched Le'Veon Bell lead the NFL in rushing yards after not having practice until the Friday before Week One's game, right? So <laughs> I, remember that. I think there's a there is these guys are athletes to being They're out athletes. there with your teammates and learning the system. But when you have other guys, man. That are just their worker. They work hard in the offseason. They're ready to go. Um, Jarvis Landry, the juice, is looking for another home. Uh, apparently, it was shot down already, but I think he wanted the reunion in Cleveland, and they were like, nah, we're good. Like, we're, we're all set on the uh, on the Jarvis Landry front. I think he does land somewhere 110%. Uh, it's just a matter of being like the fourth receiver, I think, for a team, maybe the third. Um, but I think he's lost a little steam on his uh, on his market as well. So now because he's not anywhere. And all these kids quick, coming in, they're I, just going to pass him by. I don't want to cut you off, though, What's but that? am I mixing up? I know Melvin Ingram ended up on the Steelers maybe at a point last year. Am uh -huh. I mixing up Ingram, or did he end up on the Steelers and the Chiefs? I feel like he was bounced around a little bit. I think he – no, he definitely, he definitely landed with the Chiefs when they turned it around, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, just want to double-check. Was he a Steeler before that? Is that why Paulman's even saying anything right yeah, now? Yeah, but I think it was for like a – cup of coffee with Pittsburgh. Gotcha. Uh, Trey Flowers, one of my personal favorite players. Um, he's a defensive end. He's still looking for a home. I end this list with a veteran center in J.C. Treader, who I know the Cowboys, again, they, they got Tyler Biotis, the Tyler badass. You know, I like him and everything. But you bring on a 30-year-old center who knows who just knows shit. A knowledgeable, strong dude. I say, you know, what the hell? Take Kick the tires on that shit. But that should wrap up the NFL. Um, yeah, so later on, what? Just seeing if I have anything else good. Uh, later, yeah, we got some stuff. We want to tease a couple things for tomorrow's show. Um, Kevin Durant decided he wanted to come out with a top five uh, starting lineup of all time. We'll talk about no, that it's, tomorrow. It's, no? I don't think that he was trying to say it's all time. It's just a, who he would pick to play with. Like if he was in the street and he said, bang, 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 that's all my team is? Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll talk, Obviously, we'll recap what goes down in the NBA tonight. The Rangers, baby. Let's pull this off. Let's even this up. We got to even the series at two. As Toast alluded to before, you have um, the Yankees in a, in a, day, a day game? Yeah, Yankees play at one o'clock. There's another game. Is it, another, is it not another doubleheader? Is it? No, no, they're just that's tomorrow. Just, I think. I think they play another doubleheader tomorrow against the Blue possibly. Jays. But the, who the hell are they playing today? Texas. They're wrapping it up. Oh, this is the getaway day yeah. on a Monday. Well, they right. they had two rainouts Friday and Saturday, oh, so they had true, to make true, up. True, both. true, true, true. That's where the whole no uh, no days off until the end of fucking July. It feels like. Uh, so the Yankees will be on uh, in action today. Actually, my boy Nestor is going. Nasty Nestor Cortez will be pitching uh, for my fantasy team. Shout out to Scoop uh, for the beating you took at the courtesy in the hands of one 
Dave Sturgeo. Because I wiped the floor with your fantasy team. And I don't like to get ahead of myself. And I know midweek, you're like, wow, you guys are crushing it. And I'm like, eh, don't worry about it. I was the second highest scoring team this week. Damn, Ashley Schaefer, BMW again. Just yeah. crushing it. What a league. And I know Kyle. Uh, Kyle is now 0-4. Uh, he lost to your brother. Okay, so that was a big matchup. You beat up uh, the combo team of Dina slash, slash, uh, slash everybody. Uh, I made a, a bogus trade this morning, which, again, nobody really agreed with, but you're the commission. You put it all through. Um, just kidding. Cap made a decision. made 100 million. Yeah, right. You're right, Wait, Steve. Wait, what, what trade did we do? We did a trade? You did. You and Dina did a oh, trade. Oh, yeah. I thought well, you, you and we did you, and you didn't agree Dina to. did a trade. No. Who was it? Scoop and Vinny. It I mean, was, it's just it Vinny. It was Vinny, yeah. Vinny. And, and Officer Payne wanted it, but dropped the ball. Yeah, he's he didn't <laughs> fucking accept the invite. But real quick on baseball... For anybody that's in a fantasy baseball league, before you go, get your pen out and write down some names because I talked about them a little bit last week, but there's some guys out there that were recently called up and are definitely great additions to anybody's fantasy team right now. Must adds. I talked about Joan Duran. He's definitely a closer now for the Twins. I wouldn't say he's a closer guaranteed, but he's gotten two saves in the last two weeks, and he's just one of those guys that if he does get the job, which I expect it in the next week or so, he has potential to be the number one player in all Roto baseball, in all of Roto, period. And then in that points leagues as well. Roto is a different version of it. But Juan Yepes, he's Excuse a first me. baseman <laughs> that's probably going to gain outfield eligibility in the next couple of weeks for the Cardinals. He's been tearing oh. it up as he just got called up. Ken we Palmer got George Kirby, the starting pitcher for the Seattle Mariners. He had uh, seven innings, nine Ks yesterday, three hits allowed, tore it up, only 80 pitches. He probably could have pitched another inning, but they were they were safe. He made his first start, so go out and get him. You got Francisco Mejia, who came off the injured list. And if you're looking for catching help, which if you're in fantasy baseball, you're probably looking for catching help. Not me. I got Dave. three of them. Um, <laughs> but only one of them that's good. I can guarantee it. There's only two good ones in the league. I got Sal Perez. I got Travis Francisco Darno, And I got the, 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 the jerk off from Boston. Exactly. You have one good one. So Francisco <laughs> Mejia out there, he's averaging like five so, points a game mm. in fantasy right now. And then Alec Thomas just got called up for the Diamondbacks. He's the number 18 prospect in all of baseball, and he's an outfielder. So if you're looking for some bat help, there you go. Uh, before I go, Ken Palman just brought it up again. Uh, something I definitely just definitely remiss. I have it written down right here, and I just kind of grazed right over it. There was over $179 million wagered on the Kentucky Derby over the weekend. Did you by any chance put any money on Rich Strike, the 80-to-1 no. dog? So check this out. Only out of that $179 million, 500000 was bet on Rich Strike. Out of $179 million, only five hundred k, which is only half a mil, in case anybody's you know, not up to speed, um, is uh, was put on this guy. I don't know what the payoffs were. I don't know how much money was actually put on this guy, like who won the biggest bet with 80 to 1 odds. My rule of thumb is I'm not a horse guy. I don't I don't watch the I don't I watch the derby simply because it's on and you know sometimes there's parties and stuff, which would be fun. Um, but when I do watch the derby, I always put the, the golden rule, you put $2 on the long shot. $2. You know what I mean? Like, if this is 80 to 1, you made 160 bucks. You know what I mean? Like, just by doing that. So, I think it's always a good decision to, to do the long shot. If you were a baller and you went nuts on the long shot last night, you made a big chunk of change. 80 to 1, Gooch. <laughs> like, that, that, he wasn't even supposed to race. Like, they, and dude, the, don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of commentary. The commentary of down the stretch with, with this horse coming from the outside, it's great. 
it's absolutely legendary call. I don't know who's on the call, but whoever that is, legend. You, you did a fantastic job at getting everybody excited for that one. The exacta and tri, uh, tri and trifecta were insane. Yeah, I can only imagine. 14K or something in the exacta. Wow. Okay. So a lot of money. The Derby's always fun. And now in two weeks, you get the Preakness. Is that what they call it? I have no idea. And then two weeks from there, you get Belmont, I think. It's, I've <laughs> never never been into the to the horse racing. Dave, give me Darnold. Hey, listen. Make me an offer I can't refuse. Remember I told you last night, it's us against the league now going forward. After I beat you down, now it's me and you versus everybody else. The NWO being Kyle, Toast, Scoop. Dina, they're the NWO of this of this whole thing. We're out to get them, beat them every week. I got toast this week. So you know, you know what's funny? I said it's a toast yesterday. I'm like, wow, you don't look at your lineup. You go, sometimes I forget. There is no doubt in my mind that he's on that shit every day this week. He is out for blood. He wants to beat me in fantasy baseball. It's me. It's the toast. It's a blood feud, and it goes down this week. I'm excited. That hurt your elbow. What? Did that hurt? I hit my funny bone, wasn't funny. At all. Definitely That's a walking dadism. Huh? Oh, by the way, you're going to see some new shirts that I'm dropping today, as a matter of fact. I haven't had personal merch shirts like the one I'm wearing now I did for Cowboys fans. It's the Always Hungry Micah Parsons shirt. But I'm going to have my own three best catchphrases that I've been saying on this show for a year. Um, it's very basic. It's it's designed by me. So you know it's not, just so you know, disclaimer, not designed by Gooch because everything Gooch designs is like flawless. He actually fixed up my shitty ass designs to make sure that the three letters that I use or the one word that I use or the one phrase that I use is like centered. <laughs> That's all Gooch did with this one. I was the mastermind behind these unbelievably creative ideas uh, that you'll see soon on the store. And actually, they're there right now. Um, have to assert his dominance. I, I'm trying to find. This is just trying to catch up. I will bet both my nipples on it. What is he saying? Sauce will defeat Scoop in fantasy baseball this week. Oh, you guys are playing each other. Ooh, baby. So maybe I will give you Darnold. Just let's, let's talk. Let's, let's get let's get let's get going on that. So with that, that is the sports. I'll try to get my voice back a little bit better. Look on the YouTube. I feel like Steve Doucette is a little bit late. Name the ten. Name the ten, and I think that we're talking about top ten quarterbacks. Oh. Over All right, so I'll do it real. I'll real fast for you. Just so you, this at the end of the show when we do answer your question, this will be my answer. Ready, Rogers? And I'll do the fingers. Rogers, Mahomes, Brady, Russ, Dak, Watson, Josh Allen. These are not in order. Um, Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. There's my ten. So therefore, Kyler's not in it. Not in order. Uh, I just. Those are my 10 in front of Kyler. And you can even make the case for a guy like Derek Carr. Honestly, that's just me. But you'll find that out at the end of the show. <laughs> so with that being said, for Sturch and Gooch and nobody else, because it's just us running the shindig today, we will see you guys tomorrow. Another loaded show, another big week. Please subscribe. Like the video, guys. Like the video. Do us that solid. Help us out. Help us grow. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Also, oh, there's Yankee an also. tailgate. Yes, Yankee tailgate, Yankee tailgate, Chop Sports barbecue, Chop Sports barbecue, and there still is going to be a dodgeball tournament slash league. So anybody that's interested, reach wait out. Wait until to you me. see the wait until you see the footage of us shooting around uh, at Woodbridge High School. It just goes to show you that we need things like dodgeball because we stink at basketball. <laughs> I'll see you guys tomorrow. See ya. But there was this one company I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah.